Welcome back, everyone. This is the Author Revolution Podcast, and I'm your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews. Okay, guys, I have to take a quick beat here before we get this episode started to talk about COVID-19. I don't know about you, but things are a little bit intense over here. And right now, as of this week, all of the schools have shut down. All of the restaurants and hospitality places have shut down for the rest of the month. So it's the middle of March right now. (laughs) And for the foreseeable future, we are going to be quarantined to our houses. And I don't know how many children you have at your house, maybe none. Maybe you've gotten past that whole stage. But I have five children in my house right now and two husky puppies, plus my crazy husband. So it is going to be intense to say the least. I don't know how we're going to manage it. It's like summer vacation, but without the mental prep going on. So it'll be an interesting time to say the least. And for me, I am not someone who really jumps on the anxiety bandwagon. So I've been looking at the statistics. I understand some of the numbers. And while I get there are certain segments of our population who are very, very concerned about it, I also see the overall trends and how it relates to others. For example, SARS, where the fatality rates, at least at this point, are not anywhere near those yet. And so I'm a little bit curious, I guess I could say, about how things are being handled and wondering, you know, what makes this one so different that maybe they're not explaining to the rest of the public. Because from what I'm seeing so far, I'm not quite sure that it warrants this kind of a reaction. And of course, then it leads me as the writer mind that I am onto other questions. And so it's just been an interesting trying week so far. We're sitting here at Tuesday when I'm recording this. And so I don't know how you guys are handling it, but it can definitely throw a crimp into the rest of your schedule and the things that you have to get done if you are trying to overcome this. So it kind of segues nicely, I guess, into what it is that we want to talk about today when it comes to getting on with your life and the whole synergy behind rapid releasing. Let's talk about that for a minute now. So this episode, I want to talk about the synergy in the life of a rapid release author, just so that you can get an idea of how your life can go once you're able to get to the point of rapid releasing your novels and trying to get that routine down. Because one of the things that I see all the time, at least in the beginning, is that new authors, myself included, I am not immune to that either, we like to focus on one thing at a time. I suppose it's because we don't want to get overwhelmed, and that makes total sense. But as you increase your speed and as you increase your ability to output more books more quickly, you're going to find that you're going to need to be more synergistic in the way that you handle things like writing, editing, formatting, publishing, marketing. All of those things are going to have to be happening almost simultaneously in some cases, because if you're doing things fast enough, you're going to be writing one book while you're editing or marketing another book while you're prepping and outlining for the book that's coming after that. So there's this synergistic motion that's happening with it all. It's all churning. It's all kind of melding together and doing this thing. And I can't say that I'm always 100% good at the synergy. I mean, some weeks I'm spot on. I've got this down and things are great. And then other times, especially when I am not focused on my schedule, that's when I'll lose the 
the track a little bit. I will fall off the bandwagon of synergy and I will start focusing on one thing, which doesn't always mean a bad thing, but sometimes it's not what really has to be working sometimes. I don't know if you do this sort of thing, but if I am left to my own devices, oftentimes I will do the thing that I really enjoy the most. It might be something that doesn't really move the needle forward. Instead, it's just something that's kind of fun. And and when you look back at it, you're like, wow, that was kind of a monumental waste of that entire amount of time. Because sometimes when you're enjoying something, which is fantastic, you spend a little bit too much time there, though, because it feels good. And I get it. I love it, too. But at the same time, you want to be careful because there are certain things like marketing, that we have to do in order to get our books finished, to get them out there, to get them in front of readers. And all of those things take time. And if you're not paying attention to where the time's going, it's very easy to let time slip by. So my biggest tip for you today about how you can go about pulling more synergy into your life as you become a rapid-released author is this. I want you to start thinking about batching your days maybe even batching your time. I know we've talked about batching in the podcast before, and I will make sure that it is linked to that particular episode in the show notes because we go into a little bit more detail there. But I want you to think about having days, especially as you're getting going and as you become more of a full-time author because of this, what days belong where? So for instance, if you're writing, I actually recommend writing daily. So that's one that you do want to batch, but in a different way. You don't want to batch it as, okay, only on Wednesdays I write. Unless there is a caveat, there is only that time for you because you're still working or something else is going on and you have to do it all in one day and you're able to output a good portion of writing a day. So like for me, I am aiming for 2,000 words every single day. So that equates to 14,000 words in a week. If you can do that in a single day, by all means, you go for it because I know people who can. I, however, would lose my mind, but that's just me. I have too many things going in and out of my mind. And so spending an hour and a half writing 2,000 words versus spending all day trying to write 14,000, yeah, that's where my mind is able to comprehend things a little bit better. But that's just me. So I want you to think about batching those times for everything else. Things like Self-editing. If you're going to be self-editing at all using programs like Autocrit or Grammarly, I want you to sit down and go, okay, what days work best for that? I want you to think about what days work best for focusing on your marketing plan because you're going to need to be focusing on the marketing not only of your current book that you're working on, because more than likely you're trying to let people know about it as you're working on it, but the books before it, so your backlist. And you're also going to be trying to think about how you're going to be planning the marketing strategy for your next book. All of these things play together. And so sometimes you need a strategy day to be able to work it out so that you know daily what things you want to be doing. Because usually it's just small things that you do each day to kind of push things forward. For instance, doing small social media posts every single day or having a weekly to-do checklist. You know, you come up with your whole checklist on that one day. These are the items that I know I have to accomplish this week for my marketing strategy. And then whatever days you happen to have a little bit of extra time, that's when you go in and you get those done and you knock them off your checklist. I know a lot of authors who do that as well. 
So for me, I, I kind of have that strategy down in mind where I am focusing on my marketing plan on Sundays. I do my social media batching on Sundays. I think we've talked about that before. And then I go into kind of that brain prep of what it is I want to say for the week and how I want my marketing message to either change or shift a little bit or be different. And then I'd go ahead and I create my list. So I try to get as much of it done on a single day as possible, but sometimes that doesn't work because there are other things that are going on. Mondays, I would do a lot of client work. Tuesdays, obviously, I'm doing my podcast. Wednesdays, I do a lot of writing on Wednesdays. And a lot of times, I also have client work that day too. Thursdays and Fridays are more open, but Fridays, I have a a meeting, a standing meeting actually with my mentor, Stephen Gordon. So Stephen, if you're listening to this podcast, hello. So there's always something that's going on and I have to make sure that I keep some aspects of it a little bit open. Marketing for me is one of those things because just like writing, a little bit daily does help. But you don't want to get overwhelmed every single day trying to recreate the wheel. So it's good to have a single afternoon when you're already kind of in that mindset to create your list and think about the things that have to get done. Because sometimes synergy comes from having a moment to think about the strategy behind what it is you're trying to accomplish. And keep in mind how you're planning to rapid release your novels will dictate how that marketing strategy works because all of the different variations of rapid releasing will have a different marketing strategy. Whether it's the never-ending story or the one that drops every four weeks, really what matters is then making sure that your readers are already aware of the fact of when your drop days are. And that way they kind of get into that routine. Your marketing strategy then is really more about letting them know how many days they have until the next drop and then dropping it, things like that. Although there are other authors who are very successful and and hardly do anything. I mean, I don't know that Shane Silvers does a lot in prep for his audience. I'm in his reader group because I really love his novels and the way his style is. But I'll tell you what, he, he sure does love to surprise his readers that a book is dropping or it'll say that it's coming out X date and he'll decide to do it early. So there's, there's stuff that you can play around with, but you're going to want to still be thinking about as your rapid release plan comes together for you, what will marketing look like in your world? Because it's important to get your head wrapped around it, even when you're still writing. The world doesn't know that your book exists in your head as you're writing it, especially when you're new. The further on you get, the easier marketing will get because your readers will start finding you. They'll start understanding where you're coming from and what it is that you're doing. And then marketing gets a whole lot easier because then the algorithms of Amazon will kick in and they'll be getting emails from Amazon and from BookBub and all of those good fun things. So things start working in your favor in that manner. But synergistically, when it comes to the writing and the editing, All of those things have to be thought about in form of an editorial calendar. You want to have something, whether it be a Gantt chart or just a normal calendar, where you're writing down things like when your books are being written, when the editing process is starting, when the writing and prep phase for the next book is starting and how it overlaps. That way you you have that visual of seeing, okay, even though at the tail end of Secret Legacy, I'm wrapping everything up. It's going to post-production. The editors have it, whatever. I am actually starting the outline process and the 
prep process for Soul Legacy, for instance. There's going to be an overlap, and there should be, because you don't want to lose your momentum when you're in the rapid release mindset. You want to make sure that you're going from one to the next. I know my mentor, Stephen Gordon, though, when he's doing his books, he likes to do it in eight-week sprints. And so he'll have like the whole thing planned out, but then in between the two, he'll have a week just to unwind. If that's something that works better for you rather than overlapping, do it. You're the one in control of your schedule and the way that you're going to be rapid releasing. If you're planning all the writing up front without having your publication dates set out just yet, that works perfectly because now you can get your catalog built. You know, maybe it's four or five books before you start rapid releasing because now you're going to be ahead of yourself. Take that time and then start building it into your calendar all the time. I have not always done that because for me, I haven't always rapid released in the sense of the way that I'm doing it this year. So this year, I'm actually trying to do it where one is started right after the other. And then I take littler breaks throughout those times, you know, whether it's a day here or a day there, just because life happens. I mean, you have to be honest with yourself. Sometimes life just happens. You're going to have to take days. And so for me, if I take those days and then I still have a week planned out, I start to feel a little agitated if my days get pushed out further. So rather than having that week planned in there where I am going to take some time off and try to hold myself to it, I plan for bigger events. So this year I have two events that I'm going to be at the Book Bonanza down in Texas and PenCon in St. Louis. So those are two weeks. I know for 100% this year, I am not going to be writing. I'm going to be out of the state, in fact, and just enjoying kind of the experience of it. So that's how I've, I've warped my editorial calendar to be around and work around. Your schedule is going to be the same. You're going to want to look at all of those things that you've got going on. You're going to get very good at looking rather than planning just, you know, the week ahead, maybe, or a couple of days ahead, you're going to be looking the entire year ahead. Your year is going to become your roadmap when it comes to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And probably by about mid-year, you're going to want to start mapping out and thinking about your next year. That way, as you move forward, your plan for 2021, for instance, is going to be ready and locked and loaded. So as you push your way through the rest of the year, you know exactly where to pick up as soon as Christmas and New Year's is over. And that's exactly where you want to be because a rapid released author really has to just know where they're trying to go. Okay. So if this is your business and this is something that you want to grow and you want it to replace your income and become your next big thing so that you don't have to be working at that desk anymore and you can leave behind the boring day job, this is how you do it. You have to treat it like a business and treat it like it has aspects of it that are planned out because it does. Everything that you're working on and everything that you're trying to accomplish needs to have a plan and a strategy behind it. So hopefully that's helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to let me know by emailing me or going over to our Facebook page or hopping into our Author Revolution online community if you are a student and asking the question there. One thing I do want to mention before we wrap things up here is that if you are already on my mailing list, be on the lookout for a special offer coming your way for Rapid Release Roadmap. I'm in the process of dropping a beta test version where I am going to have certain students come on board 
at a very low introductory price. That way they can come in, take a look around, see how it's working, and give me their feedback on what's working and what you would like to see added. So if you are on my email list and you wanted to be a part of this beta test, be on the lookout for that email. If you are not yet on the waiting list, that's okay. Be sure to head over to the show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash 21 and get on the waiting list. And I will let you know the next time around if I open up this special offer again. Okay, so next week, we're going to be talking about making a living as a writer. And specifically, I want to dive deeper into that question of how many books do you need in order to make $60,000 to $100,000 a year? Stay tuned. This is going to be a good one because we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that study done by Written Word Media. You're going to love it. All right, guys, that's it for me this week. Stay safe in this crazy mixed up world right now. And don't forget to use some of this intensity from the COVID-19 situation as fodder for your imagination, but in a good way. (laughs) Use it to get words on the page, not fuel your anxiety. Got it? All right. Go forth, guys, and be awesome. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.